Welcome to the sermon podcast feed of Liberty Church Collingswood, where we want to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in Collingswood and surrounding boroughs, or wherever God has placed you. Find us at libertycollingswood.org. Part of our mission is preaching sermons, so here you go. Keep in mind that these messages are designed to bring the timeless message of Jesus to bear in specific contexts to specific people, the whole eternal word, changing worlds thing. Would you hear good news here? Bon appétit. This is from Genesis 8, 1 through 19. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated, and in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent forth a raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took, and took her and brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days. And again, he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening. And behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days and sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him him anymore. In the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried from all the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth had dried out. Then God said to Noah, go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth that they may, be, may swarm the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him, every beast, every creeping thing, and every bird and everything that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's, let's pray. Uh, <clears throat> dear Heavenly uh, uh, Father, Lord, as we... Uh, as we look into your word, Lord, as we, as we uh, listen to your words, uh, God, we pray that you would teach us, that you would mold us, that you would, Lord, that you would change us in our hearts and in our minds. Uh, God, that you would take hold of, uh, of, of our hearts, Lord, when we struggle, that you would, uh, Lord, just show your care for us as you have cared for uh, humanity throughout the, throughout the uh, uh, history of, of, of your world, Lord. Uh, God, I pray that you would uh, just illuminate uh, uh, yourself, Lord, to us, Lord, that you would speak Holy Spirit, Lord, uh, uh, today. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, 
I'm just going to take my glasses off since I can't read with them and I just won't be able to see you. So if anybody's waving me down, um, I'm sorry, I don't see you. <laughs> but uh, one of my earliest memories uh, as a boy uh, was when my mom and dad would, would take me down to Cooper River, right? Right down the street down here. Uh, and we would walk around and, and I'd get to see the river and I'd get to play. Um, it was only about a block from our home. Uh, but being a, a young toddler, you know, that journey would have been impossible for me to do on my own. Um, I would have always needed help uh, to, to, to make it back or to, to get down there. Uh, and I can still remember um, uh, this, uh, how great it was for my dad to put me up on his shoulders and to walk me down the street. Uh, I still remember just, just that feeling that, that, wow, I was so tall. I was, you know, I was so tall. I could see things from a different, different angle. Um, it was just amazing feeling to me. Uh, little did I know that not too many years later, I'd be as tall as my dad and quickly surpass him in height. Um, uh, but those, those moments always stick out in my mind. Um, and at that time, my, my, my head was over my dad's head. Uh, I could... Uh, uh, you know, seeing everything. My, my favorite part was, was every, almost every time we would walk, uh, we would walk and there'd be some low branches that are hanging down, right? And so there'd be branches and, and, and trees. And so my mom and dad would, would sing this little tune, this little song. As we walked through, they would say, through the trees, feel the breeze. Uh, and it was just this little, you know, innocent little, little sing-songy thing. Um, but like, it just sticks out to me as just this awesome memory. I loved it so much. Um, it still stands, stands out to me. Um, and I just loved it. There'd be giggles all around, you know, I was, you know, having so much fun. My parents were, you know, all, my, all the focus was on me. Um, life couldn't get any better than that, as far as I was concerned at that point. Um, things were great. Being carried on my dad's shoulders. Uh, I'd still say that's, you know, when I think about just great, good feeling moments in my life. That's like a highlight uh, of, of being a toddler, a toddler and my dad carrying me like that. Um, and this doesn't sound like a memory that you would like come up and think about a lot. Um, but I actually do. Um, being that I'm actually taller than my dad now, I, I imagine my head is probably about where my head would be sitting on his shoulders back then. And so whenever I walk by any low, any low branches and I walk and I, you know, get kind of surprised and branches hit me, it automatically goes in my head, through the trees, feel the breeze. And I, and I kind of laugh to myself. But I also wonder, like, it's actually kind of painful. I'm getting hit by sticks and I'm getting scratches all on my face. I'm like, why did I love it so much? It, it really was just being, being carried by my dad, being with my, my family. There's just something safe about that, uh, something really great. Um, If I, you know, I take that story and, and it's just a great story of being carried by my dad. Uh, but then I, I go fast forward that uh, uh, multiple decades at this point. Um, and I'm, I'm, at one point I'm, I'm laying in a hospital gurney at, in the hospital, being prepped to go and have a stent put in my heart uh, a few years back. Um, and there's a, a gentleman that doing his job, pushing the gurney through the, through the hallways. And, and he's doing his best to comfort me and, you know, 
make some jokes and, and, uh, and do it. he's doing a good job for, for his job. Um, he was comforting me as much as he could. Uh, there wasn't quite the same giggles that I had with my dad um, when he was carrying me. Um, but I am still thankful for him. I mean, he was doing his job. But it was also a lonely season in my life. It was a lonely season in my life. It was a very, very hard moment in my life. Um, scary. Um, but as I look back, being carried in such a way, um, I was being carried in such a way even by not just this man pushing a gurney, but, but uh, it, by God in, 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 a, in a greater way. That even in my darkest moments, even when I was so scared and uh, you know, really worried about what was going to happen, um, God was with me. God was, was carrying me. And as we've been uh, walking together through Genesis for, these, uh, for, for a while in our series, um, and specifically the last few weeks, we've been looking at the account of Noah. Um, two weeks ago, our brother Brandon Best uh, tackled the tough question of, uh, how could a good God use the flood to bring judgment? Um, and and he, he did a good job tackling that. And, and last week, Jim uh, uh, helped us hear Noah uh, as he hits rock bottom, right? He hits rock bottom and... and uh, and he helped, I think he helped us to relate to many times that we feel like we're at rock bottom. Many times we feel like we're at the lowest of the low. And I'm excited to, kind of, to continue on uh, with this moment in history with you guys. Um, uh, and I'm excited to share with you guys some of these moments where, uh, especially where, so Noah now starts to see some of like kind of the end of the, the light at the end of the tunnel, as, as we'd like to say. Um, he starts to process what God that God has carried himself, carried uh, himself and his family and all living creatures, as we read, um, through this, this dark time. Uh, he can start to process that. Uh, and when we take a step back and we look at the story as a whole, uh, we get to see this, the image of, of the ark. And now the ark is just, I mean, if you think about it, it's just a giant wooden box, right? It had no rudder. He couldn't steer. He, 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 he was not in control of this box at all. Um, but this, this giant wooden uh, livable box, you can live in there, um, carries this small group of people and, and, and a small sampling of all of God's creation uh, to safety and salvation. And at the same moment, underneath him in this flood was, was just this was devastation and, and, and judgment and, and, and pain and hurting. Um, so I, I, I was just really, as I'm thinking through this whole story, I really think this image of being carried is something that we need to, to, to kind of dig into and, 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 and uh, allow ourselves to, to think about what does it mean to be, to be carried, to be carried by God. Um, and so from here, I, I want to share in three parts. Uh, the first being that being carried, uh, being carried through our lowest of lows. And the second is that being carried is our joy and comfort. And the third part is, what is my part in being carried? Uh, how can we, how can we um, what, sh what should our actions be in the midst of being carried? So being carried through our lowest of lows. Uh, as Jim talked uh, last week, he, he went through Genesis 7. Um, we see, you know, uh, when you read uh, Genesis 7, Noah's not kind of lauded about how strong and, and and brave he was in the ark, and how he led them, you know, in, in you know, 
you know, comforted them every night. We don't really know what it is. And, and a lot of people think that the omission of that um, probably means that it, he, he was, he was at, you know, with everybody else at the lowest of the low. He was struggling. And, and, and I think Jim covered that really well last, last week. Um, and I often kind of wonder and try to imagine, like, how scary would that scene have been for Noah and his family? What would it have been like? Um, I think after living through our COVID lockdown in the past few years, uh, even in my own home uh, for months at a time, um, I, I, think I'm, I think a little bit of that kind of gives me a little bit of a glimpse of some of those feelings and some of those, uh, that, the, the loneliness and the, the darkness that, um, that he would have felt. Uh, but I couldn't totally imagine all of the world that he knows being, um, being judged and, and, and destroyed underneath, uh, underneath them. And so I can imagine some of the questions that Noah would have. You know, what is God doing? Will there be enough food for us and all the animals? I mean, think about the time frame. We'll look a little bit at the time frame that they were at. Um, will, this, will the flooding ever stop? Is this, is this water ever going to stop? There's just water and water and water. Um, if, when you look at verses 3 and 4, we see that it was 150 days until the ark actually rests on Mount Ararat. So, so 150 days is, is, a, is a, you know, that's a long time to be in, you know, just water everywhere, water coming down, water coming up, um, being completely like just in this ark, no, not knowing where you're going. And I, how could they not think of their neighbors and the people in their towns uh, and think of the devastation that's happening below them um, you know, whole, whole countries and whole continents being covered by, uh, completely destroyed by water. Um, how often do they question God? Why? Did they have days and moments that they were completely overwhelmed with grief and sadness? Uh, I know through COVID, I had, I had many of those days. Um, and, I, and, and from hearing from some of you, many of you did as well. The rain had lasted for 40 days, and it wasn't until day 150 that they rested on the mountain. Did they question if the, if the rain would ever go away? Um, through all that, through all those questions, through everything, God was still carrying them. God still carried them. Even though they couldn't control the ark, and they were 100% dependent on God carrying them on, on the way that God had you know, built that, that ark and the way that the wind would blow and the way that the, the ark would float. There was, there was nothing that they could do to be in control. I imagine that sometimes they m- must have felt that God is nowhere to help them, that they had been left to die. I want to share a, a pretty cool little Bible nerd fact um, that I, I, I love. I don't want to do too many Bible nerd facts because that would bore us. But, but there is a kind of a neat, neat um, uh, fact in the Bible that the word that is used for ark here in Genesis, the Hebrew word, um, is only used in one other section of the Bible. Uh, and it's in Exodus 2. And this is the story where, where the Hebrews um, were at rock bottom. Right, they were, uh, they were slaves to the Egyptians. They were forced into labor. 
their lives were bitter and oppressed, right? And, that, uh, and, and, and things were just awful. The Pharaoh, the Egyptian Pharaoh, decreed that every Hebrew boy must be killed in the Nile. So he set out, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill all the Hebrew boys. Um, you can imagine this, the helplessness and the, the fear and, and, and the, the sadness and uh, the heaviness of, of this time. They had no hope left. They were, they were, they were stuck. Uh, but a woman gave birth to a son, and not wanting him killed, placed him in a small basket. And that this word, the, 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 what we got basket from is the same word used um, for the ark. So, so the same exact word for the big, huge, giant wooden ark that floated around Noah is the same word for the little basket that cradled little Moses and, and went down the Nile and was picked up um, by one of the Pharaoh's daughters. Uh, and this was Moses. And Moses uh, would grow up, and God would use him to rescue his people from the Egyptians. And so there's this another great, just a great picture. And I just think it's a neat um, how they, uh, the two words are the same thing, that, that God used this ark, this, this basket, this this you know, giant boat that we think of uh, to save humanity, to, to, uh, to save his people, uh, to give them hope when there seemed like there was no hope. And both of these stories are kind of lowest of the low stories and um, uh, that ultimately uh, they point us to, uh, the, these stories all point us to the cross and what the cross has done for man and what, what, what Jesus has done for us. We just finished celebrating Good Friday and Easter. Uh, it's still kind of, uh, still kind of ringing in our ears. Um, uh, it was, it was a, a, a great time to celebrate that. Um, and, and as we look, all of the Bible, including the, these floods, uh, the flood points to all people being in desperate need to be saved. People need to be saved. People are 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 struggling. People cannot do it on their own. We're all in need of someone who will carry us. And this is because of our sin, that we all deserve the same punishment of death. But the great part is that Jesus, God himself, willingly came to earth. He took, a pun he took the punishment of death for us, and he didn't deserve it. And then he rose again uh, so that he could, he, could, he could carry us, and he could save us. And so... The story of Good Friday and Easter fits, it, 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 it fits exactly into what we need. We need a Savior. Uh, I listen uh, to a Christian singer that I really, singer-songwriter that I really like. He's also an author named Andrew Peterson. Um, and he wrote a song and, and, uh, uh, that I think he beautifully shares some of his struggles and the darkness that, uh, in his life. Um, and I wanted to read a couple of verses from you, from you about the struggles in his heart. Um, uh, I just picked out a couple kind of random random verses to to share with you. Uh, but the song is really great. It's it's called uh, "The Rain Keeps Falling." Um, and at the beginning, uh, part of it, he says, "Well, I'm scared if I open myself to be known, I'll be seen and despised and be left all alone." So I'm stuck in this tomb, and you won't, and you won't move the stone. 
and the rain keeps falling. And later, again, just through his, his sadness and depression, I'm tired of this game of these songs of the road. I'm already ashamed of the line I just wrote. And it's true, it feels like I can't sing a note and the rain keeps falling down. And he continues on in this, this sadness and, and, and the, 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 the sad theme of, of the rain keeps falling, but there starts to be kind of a little turn towards the end of, uh, of his, his, his song here. Um, and it's not a huge turn. It's not everything is great. Um, but there starts to be that, that little glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel, that, uh, that little bit of, um, you know, maybe things are going to be all right. There's hope. Uh, and he continues later on. My daughter and, and I put the seeds in the dirt, and every day now we've been watching the earth for a sign that this death will give way to a birth, and the rain keeps falling. Down on the soil where the sorrow is laid, and the secret of life is igniting the grave, and I'm dying to live, but I'm wait, learning to wait, and the rain is falling. And so he really just kind of recognized that there's, even in the planting of the seeds with his daughter, that, that, there's, that there's growth that's going to come from that. There's, um, there's, there's uh, a newness that's going to come to it, a new birth. Um, and I love his, his line, down on the soil where the sorrow is laid and the secret of life is igniting the grave. And, and I feel like it's a, such a, an awesome picture of, of Jesus dying on the cross. And there's just this, this excitement of, of he's, gonna, he's rising again. There's this new, uh, this newness. He's going to defeat uh, death. There's this igniting the grave. It's it's pretty excited, pretty exciting uh, to to read those those verses. Um, and so, as we just kind of looked at being carried through um, the lo the lowest of our lows, um, we now can kind of turn uh, in this part of the story. And start seeing that, that being carried can be our joy and comfort. Uh, and Noah starts to get little glimpses of this joy and comfort. And as we continue looking into, into Genesis 8, um, I shared earlier that Noah uh, starts to see the end of the tunnel at some point. Um, there starts to be glimpses of goodness and a hopeful return of of having hope and life and, 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 and something new. Um, and it starts even in verse one, but God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. Now, God didn't forget Noah all that time that he was on the ark, those 150 days. God wasn't going, I don't, you know, that's it. I'm all done. There's nothing, you know, there's no more humans or animals. I've, I've completely wiped them all out. He didn't forget them. It's just that uh, um, the author is using these words to um, kind of show that now he's returning his mercy back to Noah and to, to, uh, to humankind. Um, um, it's the, the beginning of, of God's return of mercy, of, of uh, caring for his people and, and, and showing them this something new and beautiful. And we start to see a beautiful telling of a sort of recreation, right? Genesis, we started at the beginning with creation and how God created the heavens and the earth. Um, 
and we went through through all all of creation, and now we're starting to see uh, uh, just uh, just this beautiful uh, kind of kind of callback and saying, you know, God saying, look, look, I'm going to redo this. This is going to be beautiful. Um, verses one through three: God made the wind blow over the earth, and the water subsided. The, the fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. Um, so we, we just start to see, you know, God uses, you know, he just sends out this wind to start, start you know, evaporating and, and, and taking the water and, and, and um, uh, just this process that, that is starting to, to recreate this. Um, in verse 5, we see mountains are seen, right? So we start to see mountains. There's, 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 there's some mountains there. Uh, and then starting in verse 6 through 12, we see Noah start to uh, start to explore a little bit, right? By sending out a raven, sending out a dove, and exploring to see what's happening around him. Um, uh, you know, and, and we see more of creation, of, of this recreation that God's doing, this, this bringing back beauty, um, when the dove finally comes back with a plucked olive leaf uh, that it carries to him. Uh, and so he starts to, we start to see that, that God's allowing vegetation to grow. Um, they're starting to bloom again. Um, we're getting more and more of this, the, the beautiful cre creation that God had made, um, uh, that he had made for us and, and that he had done. And then finally, you know, we, we go, he's been a year of waiting, right? A, week, a year of being in this, this ark with all these animals, um, being carried through some of the lowest of lows in their life. God, call, finally, he calls them out of the ark. And there's just this, is, I think it's just a beautiful image of, of, of you, know, you know, looking back, he can realize God comforted them through this ark. God helped them. He, he, he carried them along. And now they get to come out and see his beautiful creation again. Verse 16, then we hear from God. Uh, Go out from the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Again, we just see this beautiful recreation of his creation. Um, he, he brings out his people and his animal and the animals he created. He carries them on and provides them a new beginning. And he, he wants them to thrive and to, uh, to, to grow and to, to fill the earth. Um, and we see this, this beautiful picture of what God is doing. And if, so God has comforted me during many times of, of lowest of lows and rock bottom times. Uh, and when I look back on those times of those, that depression and sadness, uh, sorrow and loss, I've been able to see Jesus show up in my life uh, and hold me and carry me. Um, when I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't even put one thought in front of my, of my head, to, to, in my head to make anything straight. Um, so many times he's, he's um, even beyond that, he's blessed me uh, to find joys in my life that I couldn't even imagine, right? So we, we have the lowest of the lows, but there's also like just some great, life is great at times. 
and, and, uh, and God has done amazing things, and he's, he's given us so many things to, to love. Uh, you know, when I even think of, you know, uh, Liberty Church, you know, God has given us relationships that are beautiful and, and are great, and, 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 and we, can be, we can be so thankful to him for. Um, you know, that is part of uh, the comfort that he gives us and the joy that he gives us, and he carries us along uh, as a church, as a, as a, a church body. Um, and then even in the little things, you know, listening to a great piece of music uh, that you just love, uh, the taste of, you know, just this food that you're just like, wow, that is so delicious, right? God has given us those things for us to love and to, 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 to honor him and to glorify him uh, for giving us. Um, so we can, we can, we can worship him and, and, and love him for giving us joy and comfort in, even in those, through those low, low times, um, but also in, in, in the great times, in the times where we get to see our kids, you know, play together and in the times we get to uh, cheer our favorite team on or whatever, you know, the things that God makes us love, you know, God has, 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 has built us uh, for us to, to honor him and glorify him in those things. So those are some of the ways that God, uh, being carried by God is our joy and comfort. Um, so what is my part in being carried? The first thing I think in a part that we need to do of being carried is that we need to recognize our need to be carried. We're all broken and hurting people. We put on masks all the time and we try to look tough and independent, um, but we often run ourselves into the ground and we end up just blowing everything up and we end up wrecking. Um, we can't do it on our own. There's a, we need to recognize that we have a need. Um, and I think one of the things our, our, our culture tells us that we can do everything on our own, that we should do everything on our own, um, and, and we can't. We need to recognize that, that we need to be carried. We need God to show up. Um, we need to, him to show up when we, you know, because, because we're often going to hit rock bottom. We're often going to be in a low, low place. <clears throat> second, we need to look to Jesus. The second thing is we need to look to Jesus uh, to carry us in all things. Um, Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30 says this, and this is Jesus speaking. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Part of, part of this is being willing to be carried. Right? Our, our culture says we should hold on to everything we got and do everything on our own. And, you know, um, if you work hard enough, you'll, you'll, you'll get there. But we need to be willing to be carried. Um, so many of us want to keep pushing ourselves that we, uh, that we can do it on our own, uh, that we can be independent, uh, that we have outgrown the need to be carried. I mean, I definitely outgrew the need for my dad to carry me on his shoulders. He'd, he'd have a broken back if, if he had to still do that. Um, but my hope today for us uh, is that we can get back to realizing that being carried and held by God um, is wonderful. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, to be to be comforted by Him uh, is, is 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 so sweet that even 
even in our sorrow and sadness, um, is, 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 it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I wanted to mention, you know, we, it's, it's Mother's Day, and I, I'm thankful for all you mothers, and happy Mother's Day. Um, but we also, we also know that Mother's Day is really hard for a lot of people, um, people that have lost their mothers, uh, people that, have, that really want to be mothers and that can't. Um, there's, there's a lot of pain that comes along with Mother's Day, and I, I think we need to, to recognize that and to know that and, and to, uh, to, to know that we can go to Jesus with that, with the, with the, with that sadness, with that, with that sorrow. The third thing that, that we should do um, uh, uh, as part of being carried is that we need to look around and we, see, we need to see the, others, the needs of others that need to be carried. Um, God has brought us together at Liberty Church Collingswood to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus. Uh, and a big part of that is helping each other. A big part of that is caring for one another. And, and some of that, sometimes that looks like sitting next to a brother or sister and just crying with them, just weeping with them and, and being there in their sorrow. Sometimes it might look like uh, giving financially to somebody that's in need or, you know, running over food for somebody that, 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 that needs a, a meal. There's so many ways that we can uh, serve others. Um, the Apostle Paul says in Galatians, he says, bear one another's burdens and so, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Um, God often uses us as a way to help others, to carry others um, like he would. Um, you know, Christ loves everyone. Jesus loves everyone. And so we can, we can be a part of serving him by bearing one another's burdens. And the last part of um, our part of being carried is to show mercy to others. Our world is marred by sin, just uh, just like the world was before the flood. You know, the sin is still rampant and still everywhere, and people are still tur- turn their back on God. Um, we have neighbors who have yet to see the love and freedom that Jesus has brought to us. Our job isn't to show them our perfect lives. So often I try, I I want everybody to think I have a perfect life, but our job is not to do that. Um, Or how how we follow the rules so well. That's not part of our job. Um, Or that we can be so independent. These are not things that we're trying to to show to our neighbors. No, the thing that we need to show our neighbors and our coworkers and our, uh, our, our fellow students in school is that while we are still a mess, and while we are still often at the lowest of our, of our lows, we're rock bottom, we struggle, that at that same time, we have been carried through storms through, by Jesus. That we have a loving God who sticks with us uh, even when we have no hope in him. Even when we try to do life on our own and without God, he still shows up and he carries us. As I close, uh, our world tells us that being carried by someone else is a negative. It's, it's wrong to ask. People don't want to ask for help. Um, it's better to do it on your own. Uh, and if you don't believe me, listen to sports talk radio. 
Now, even if I made my dream of being a professional athlete <laughs> and I won multiple championships and I was very much a Hall of Famer, these are all just dreams and wishes, even if that were the case, what would the conversation be on the radio? Well, it was really because he was carried by Kobe Bryant or Tom Brady, or it's because he was, he, he, he was a hitter in a hitter's park and so he had extra home runs that he wouldn't have gotten other places, right? Those are the conversations that, that people have that they, they always find a way to, to bring people down and to, uh, uh, to, to um, say that somebody else got them there and it's a negative outlook. But the Bible gives us a different way. We see a God who carries, who carries Noah, his family, and a zoo full of animals through something that they were powerless to do anything in. He takes a baby in a basket and he carries him on to be the leader that he uses to save his people out of slavery. And then ultimately he himself puts down his life so that he can save us from our sins. If I just want us to celebrate that Jesus has, has flipped the narrative of being carried from being negative to being positive and that we can we can embrace that God carries us and, and that we can, we can lean into to being carried by him and we can, we can ask more and more for him to carry us. Hey, could that have been the best sermon ever? Eh, the odds are strongly not in its favor. Still, thanks for listening and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also check out our version of a preaching after party, the post-Sunday blues, a preaching post-mortem on the same podcast feed where you can go backstage with the sermon. Live, speak, and serve at you later.